Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Time for BL. This is the podcast where we review movies, TV shows, novels, and comics, all in the boys' love genre. So I know a lot of people probably prefer when I just talk about episodes of shows, but I really want to just talk about topics as well that's going on in the BL world, in the BL community um, as an audience. So the oversaturation of BL, is there an oversaturation of BL? That's the first question I'm sure a lot of people are going to ask. In Asia, it's getting there. (laughs) It's getting there. I mean... I'm glad to see that there's more BL content, but at the end of the day, a lot of the BL content is coming from countries that still have very, what is the right word? Um, They don't necessarily have laws in place that cover LGBTQ plus people in a positive light or in a positive way or properly. Um, And even if they do have laws that protect them, societal wise um there's still like a large majority of people who are against (laughs) who are against giving lgbtq people q plus people the same rights as everyone else i'm not the right person to talk about a topic like this i'd really rather get someone um who is a part of the lgbtq plus community especially in a lot of those countries that are having more media out there, but the, the political landscape is still against them. I think someone from that society doing a topic on that should 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 really cover it and, and, and really talk about the impact it has. Because entertainment-wise, it looks like everything is great and everyone is welcoming and everyone is loving. But societal-wise... <laughs> Uh, not so much. Political-wise, not so much. Um, yeah. I haven't... I, I really want to talk about that some more, but I, like I said, I don't feel like I'm the correct person to talk about it. I am an ally. I am not a member. If I was a member, then we'd be there. But yeah, as far as Asia is concerned, I feel like it's getting to an oversaturation, um, especially when it comes to Thailand, because there's so many Thai BL books, um, because it's all like internet authors, which by the way, I would just like to point out a lot of the stories are not fully fledged out and you can tell it's not a fully fledged out story. You can tell it's not a properly written story. And then they take it and make it into a TV show because they're just like buying up every and anything to make a show. And some of it, it's a great idea it's just not written well like all that and they're just throwing it on tv they're putting it out there for mass production for everyone to watch and i'm just sitting there going oh (laughs) oh what's that called (sighs) they just threw that out gave it eight episodes i'm wondering how much did they cut from it like that Ooh. I mean, some of it very well written. And you can tell the ones that are very well written because they get the higher budget when it comes to making a show about them or turning it into a show. The ones that um, don't have as high a budget, you you, you can tell. You, you can tell. I can't wait for Bad Buddies, by the way. Uh, but we don't have the same, like, um, push in especially English-speaking countries, like countries that actually have laws that protect P 
people of the LGBTQ plus group <laughs> don't have the same amount of shows coming out. Like you get characters in TV shows. Um, you might get a few series here and there. Actually, it's movies mostly. They don't give series. I think. What? Well, uh, uh, oh God, that series on Hulu that I can't remember the name of because I am really bad at remembering the name of stuff. But you know, they're they're out there. It's just. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah, what's it called? Love, love something. I can't remember. It's based on the movie, and they turned it into a TV show. And I haven't watched that yet. I really need to watch it. But we're when it comes to like this, the U.S. and Canada and England, New Zealand, Australia. You don't get the same amount of like shows just being put out the way you do in Thailand and South Korea right now. They're making a push in that, but it's all mini series, and uh, Taiwan as well, especially with the history series. Um, I don't know. Is China involved? No, I'm speaking on something I don't know. But one of the main reasons we don't get it is because. Series work differently in those countries. In a lot of Asian markets, you get one season, and that's it. Just one season of a show, and you're good. Um, versus a lot of the other countries, you get like five seasons of a show, and um, especially when you go to the American market, Canadian market, it's like 24 episodes a season. Which I just like to say that's too many episodes. Just give me my 10 episodes a season, eight episodes a season. I promise you. I am good. I am good. I would rather a really good story and it be short than a story that's really long. It gives me so many seasons, so many episodes, and I'm just disappointed. Supernatural. (laughs) I need to watch the last season. Maybe that will help me. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking about all the ways that went wrong. And I'm still so sad about it. But, um, yeah, we could, uh, there's so many opportunities for shows. I, I don't think a lot of studios really know how big the market is. I think with, what is the name of the show on Hulu? I can't believe I forgot it already. But I think with seeing the audience on that show, hopefully they'll understand that the storyline is wanted. A lot of people want those storylines. A lot of people want representation. They don't just want to be a character in a TV show. Like, they want their own shows, their own stories. Um, and CW can't be the only station giving everybody the stories. I think every single one of their shows has to have, like, a, a black man who is the voice of reason and a lesbian or a gay man <laughs> who's also there <laughs> to, to have their storyline once in a while. I've said it (laughs) and I'm not taking it back, (laughs) but yeah, um, what can we do to fix this? Like we can't really do much. I mean, we just, that's the truth. We can't really do much. I mean, what are we going to do? Tweet out at companies and be like, Hey, can we get some more TV shows with storylines that aren't just 
really bad stereotypical storylines like it's just real people doing real people stuff and stop like counting how many of each uh <laughs> uh ethnicity or 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 group or or you know marginalized group or whatever you have you know you know how it is like with winks when that came out they're like and we added a plus size girl see diversity like <laughs> where, where's <laughs> you're missing someone <laughs> i need all my fairies back please go back to the original fairies like don't just get rid of the asian fairy oh so many things i need to actually watch wings maybe i'm I'm hating on them too hard i was just like upset to see i i don't like seeing shows with forced diversity you don't have to force the diversity in like it's just a natural storyline a natural story just put it out there and i think we'll all enjoy it and we all want to see it um I think that's why I'm so excited that um, I spoke about recently uh, the two princes. That's why I'm excited about a televised version, an animated version, because we get that storyline. Like, I want to see it. So, like, yeah, give it, like, I want want that storyline there, too. And I love that the two princes is something I can listen to with family and i'm hoping that the show uh that animated version will be something that i can watch with the kids as well like that's one of the reasons why i really love um the bravest night it's something i can watch with my kids um i'm trying to think what other shows Ooh, we love um well my husband mostly so mr young loves the crystal gems and he loves hera um so steven universe and uh, not hera shira oh my god ignore that <laughs> Shira, Shira, it's so funny. He's a Shira fan. I'm the He-Man fan. Like, I, for some weird reason, as kids, we got switched, and he watched Shira on TV, and I watched He-Man on TV. But now that I think about it, it actually also makes so much sense. Maybe, maybe it actually makes sense. Maybe that was, uh, maybe He-Man was my awakening. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, like he, like Shira is a show he could share with the kids. Kippo is a show he could share with the kids. Um, and uh, Steven Universe, we still sing like so many Steven Universe songs. Just the other day, we were like getting ready for school and work, and we're in the house, just, like as a family. It's the truth. and my favorite character is Garnett not because of the character but because of Estelle I love her voice and I listen to her songs and I I want shows like that where the diversity is there because it's just a we're just in a world where diversity exists and when I watch these shows with my kids when we listen to the songs and stuff like that I don't watch Steven Universe I listen to the songs I'm sorry but yeah when we listen to the Steven Universe songs I know I'm exposing them to a world where people are just diverse because we're diverse we're all different none of you even oh wait no they look alike (laughs) but none of you are the same nobody is the same nobody acts the same nobody talks the same everybody is you know a different person and I think like just a show like Steven Universe shows that and that's like the kind of world not not with the attack on the town but 
as far as the diversity of everyone and how um how the society is um in a sense with i would say the welcoming and loving nature (laughs) part um but that's the kind of world I want. That's how I want them to view the world. I want, I, I know it's idealistic, but yes, I want them to have an idealistic, positive view of the world. And I want more shows that show that. So I think one of my biggest things is I want more shows with LGBTQ plus characters um, that I can watch with my family. No Good Nick is a great example of that. Um, it's, it's a, it's a family show. It's about a girl who is trying to um, get back at the family that harmed her. And in the show, she finds out that her adopted brother, she's the one who's adopted, but the brother of the family, um, she finds out he's gay. And it's in a way where he like explains to her he's not ready to come out because he's not even sure what he is and what's going on. He's trying to get understand it before he you know, tells anyone else about it and brings anyone into, um, what he's going through. And I thought that was a wonderful storyline. And I'm okay with storylines like that, because in that case, it's a family storyline and he's a part of the family. It's not like the best friend character who comes and goes and who we can like skip for a whole episode, not see, and it's all good. Um, another show that I actually recently started watching is uh, champion and it's Oh God, it's produced by, why do I always forget her name? She's in the office. Oh God, her brother had that scandal. I remember scandals more than I remember anything else. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot it. (laughs) I can't believe I forgot her name. But she was actually the reason why my husband and I decided to sit down and check it out. Because when we found out she was a part of the show, we're like, she's funny. She's always funny. She always does these amazing things. Um... Uh, she's is her family Indian American I'm not exactly sure <laughs> oh god why can't I remember her name all of a sudden I'm bad with names <laughs> I'm really bad with names but when we saw that she was in the show she was a producer she did all this stuff for the show we're like alright we're definitely watching this and uh, we came together as a family we watched it and we loved it it's about this guy who runs a gym and he his uh, ex brings their son so he knew his son existed but they agreed he wouldn't be a part of the son's life because of all the things he'd done in his life and where he was in his life and she was basically just ready to be a mom Um, they were both in college at the time so he went on to own his own gym she went on to be a nurse I think it was and uh, their son he wants to live in New York and attend a performing arts school But because he is, uh, but because of a scandal, (laughs) cause stuff happened, he was, he was going to have to re-audition and he needed somewhere to live. So he was going to go live with his birth father and he, I love the coming out scene. The coming out scene was awesome. It's in the very first episode where he's coming out to his dad and his dad, um, was just like, yeah, I figured <laughs> like not a big deal, kid. Like I loved that scene. I loved, uh, how it was like the coming out because he was expecting it to be like this big moment. And the fact that his dad is just like, I thought you had something worse to tell me. <laughs> like we're, we're good. 
that's not an issue at all. Like that, that's nothing. I actually knew <laughs> when I met you and that whole thing, how it's just treated at like that idea of it just being treated as, yeah, that exists. Let's continue with the story. I love that. And I want more of that. And again, that's a situation where it's a family drama kind of deal. That's what I want more of. I want more main characters. I want a sexual character. I want asexual main characters. I know it doesn't leave a lot for love storylines, but Emmerdale did it. And uh, I stopped watching because they just started like, oh God, Aaron and Robert. Oh God, I should cover them one day. Because I love Emmerdale. I love Emmerdale. But dang. <laughs> but that's a soap opera. <laughs> so it'll be going on forever. Like 10 years from now, they'll find a way to bring back Aaron. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Uh, the the story, they have a storyline with Aaron's younger sister where... Uh, she's asexual, but then it goes into a whole thing where she's dating a guy who's only dating her because his older girlfriend, who's by the way, dating his dad, (laughs) she uh, is breaking laws, (laughs) tells him he should date her because she's asexual. So she doesn't have to worry about anything happening with him and her. (laughs) And that'd be the cover of their story as they date. I hope someone beat her. I stopped watching. <laughs> That's actually around the time I stopped watching because I was just like, oh, we're going that route. I'm out. <laughs> I'm so out. I can't watch this. Uh, unless they didn't do the the Paige and Mr. O thing. Degrassi. <laughs> but I digress. Um, I think what it is is we need more shows like Degrassi used to be not the netflix version was okay um more like oh god i never really watched junior high junior high was before my time i watched the next generation when mandy got to high school was about my time i think um mandy was still in high school when i was watching i saw another page and mr oleander thing um is his name oleander i can't remember anyway um, but yeah, Degrassi was so diverse. It had a diverse group of people, diverse diverse group of kids. Um, it had storylines that teenagers can talk about and think about um, with like the idea of what, what is it? Was it like dating someone with a different religion? There was that whole thing where the girl was like, I will change religions to be with him. Luckily, they broke up. <laughs> and not because of that, but because she was naive. Oh, God, she was naive. What is that actress doing now? <laughs> but, yeah, I know the actor. He's in Ginny in Georgia. I'm, like, on a tangent right now. He's in Ginny in Georgia as Joe. And I want to give it up to Ginny in Georgia. TV show on Netflix. Her best friend is a lesbian, and they do... Um, cover different storylines with her and her best friend and just um, it because it's so involved in her life and her friends are so involved in her life um, because they're the only people she has really <laughs> so I, I gotta give it up to Ginny and Georgia love that show so far I'm on episode 7 so I'm almost at the end um, but yeah I just <laughs> I think I should wrap this up because I just feel like 
there should be more. We should be able to get more um, storylines, actual diverse storylines where these characters are the main characters. That's all I want. And I don't think that's something that's too difficult to ask for, too hard to ask for. Just give us main characters. Like that, that's it. Is it Love Hector? (laughs) Yes, I'm still thinking about that show, trying to figure out what the name of it is. But yeah, like, what would you like to see more of? I feel like, um, uh, in the, in the West, (laughs) um, like America, Canada, England, all that stuff, like, we like to publicize how open and accepting we are of everyone. And in the media, it'll even do like a really positive, like, oh, hey, look, see, we have a gay character. But I don't feel like there's as much representation as they claim there is, if that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, I'm cool with that. <laughs> and uh, in Asia, across the board, you get that media. Not, And again, I'm not from these countries. I'm not a part of the LGBTQ plus community in these countries. So maybe I'm wrong. Let me know. But you get like the, the media because it makes money. Like let's, at the end of the day, shows from Asia with LGBT plus um, characters are making the money, especially gay, especially gay or bi. So because they're making the money, they're putting these out and we're getting things like the, from the Philippines, like Omando and uh, uh, what was that one that I watched some time ago? Like a bunch, I've watched a bunch of stuff from the Philippines, um, from Thailand, from Taiwan, uh, from South Korea, from Japan, you get the media, but then when you look at the politics of it, or the social, the society of it, you don't get the equality. And I mean, what is the solution? I don't have a solution. I'm I'm not I'm not I I don't know I don't know what the solution could be. I mean, we can what march? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I mean tweet at studios and tell them tweet at studios and tweet at politicians at the same time um and i think the biggest thing is we also need to y'all i'm sorry (laughs) hate me i'm cool with it i get it it's a huge um show everybody loves it but we need i feel like (laughs) We need to stop promoting shows that have... It's not going to get better. Oh, God. (laughs) It's not going to get better when we're promoting shows that show people turning gay after rape from a man. And then they fall in love. And uh, seven years later, (gasps) we're not going to... Nothing's going to change if that's the kind of stuff that's being promoted. Nothing's going to change if these shows are still coming out that have the stare. Not a lot of them. Like, especially, you can tell when a show is written by a gay man, produced, direct, all by a gay man who wants to see change, or gay or bisexual man that wants to see change and wants to see better in the gay community and wants better for the gay community, wants better treatment for the gay community and wants just to bring positive lights to the gay community versus people who are just writing or putting out or um, uh, directing or shows 
that's all about just fantasizing of what you want to see two men do in bed. And that's my show. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry for my long drawn out and my, like, um, tangent of thoughts and all that stuff. But I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. And let's keep the conversation going. You know, you can go ahead and tell me on Facebook or on Instagram how horrible this episode was and how you don't want to hear about this. Like, we don't care. Just talk about shows and review them. Okay, uh, proper review will be coming next week. <laughs> Sorry. But love you guys so much. Thank you so much for taking your time with me. This is JD Young signing out. Have a wonderful day. Mwah! See ya.